0: Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast, where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host, Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high-achieving 9-to-5-er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos, and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Okay, so okay, now we've kind of figured out that these are some things, tools that you are recommending. I'm going to like, this is a bit of a rapid fire. So I want you to share industry terms for our audience. Explain it, right? What is an outro?
1: Outro is basically when you're trying to say bye-bye to your audience. So you sometimes summarize your show. Please do not forget CTA, call to action. Ask your audience to review and rate your podcast. Mention the specific audio platform which works for you. For example, your maximum listeners are on Apple Podcasts. You ask for a rate and review. If they're on Spotify, you ask for a rating and you ask for a follow there. So whatever it is, your CTA is very important. Then, of course, if there's a CTA which is related to your business, you want them to sign up for your newsletter or you want them to get on a one-on-one call for you. You drop those details on your show note. You mention that you've done that. And then you probably sometimes leave a hint of your next guest as well. If that works as a hook for you, then you just say bye-bye. Okay, so that's an outro.
0: What's
1: an intro? Intro is, just what you said that you will do later for me. Intro is, <laughs> intro is that you introduce your show, you introduce yourself, you introduce the purpose behind this particular conversation or your first your show, the purpose behind your show, then you behind this particular conversation. Who's coming for that conversation? Introduce your guest and then you get into that uh, zone of conversation. Another important tip here, if you can drop in the hook itself, Why someone should spend 30 minutes with you, please do that. So, an engaging hook because trust me, when someone tunes into your episode, they only give try and give you 30 seconds to 60 seconds. If you can grab their attention in your first 30 to 60 seconds, they will spend their 25 to 30 minutes to 40 minutes with you.
0: So, intro also one is where you're speaking, but also remember intro jingle. You want to explain what the jingle is a podcast. Yes. Intro jingle is basically the
1: music piece which you select for your uh, podcast episode. Uh, There are people who just created like a proper radio jingle. If you have those budgets, please do that. Otherwise, there are a lot of free music pieces out there which you can add to your intro which just adds that extra element to your podcast and later on automatically becomes a recall value for your podcast because whenever that music plays, people will say, oh, Savita is coming because this is her podcast.
0: All right. Okay, the next one, mid-segment. What does this mean in podcasting language?
1: Mid-segment is uh, when you're almost halfway through, you take a break and sometimes, you know, you want to push your services out there or for example, If you're lucky right now, you have to be lucky if you're getting uh, ads for your podcast. For example, if there's someone you've signed up an ad with, that person's advertisement will play or either you will read that ad for that particular brand. That's
0: the mid-segment and then you go forward. All right. Ad role is exactly this, right? In the mid-segment where you do this. Okay, the next one is show notes. We dropped this so easily but we assume everybody knows what show
1: notes is yeah i totally agree and sometimes when i do an instagram reel whenever i mention show notes i just quickly mention description about your episode so show notes uh, one is basically the proper description about the entire uh, podcast which you do it once when you're starting your particular when you're launching your podcast and then show notes are basically the episodic details which you put as description. Again, something uh, there are people who prefer reading before investing their time. So they can just run through, oh, okay, this is the episode. I'm probably Amitabh Bachchan is coming as a guest and Amitabh Bachchan is talking about XYZ things. I should tune into this episode and then they play your episodes or sometime in your show notes or someone is a listener first and then a reader, then you you already say, hey, XYZ, there are a few more things say, a particular resource from where you have done your research and you think is very important for your community, say, hey, that particular article or that particular blog is already linked in my show notes. You can just go there and read in detail if you want to know more about it.
0: Awesome. That's great description. And finally, last industry term, downloads. When people say, we have so many downloads, we have so many listens, what does that mean? Download is the click they
1: give to your RSS feed through these directories. It could be Spotify, it could be Apple Podcasts, wherever they tune in to your podcast too. And a single click to that particular podcast is considered a download. It is not a unique listen. So for example, I'm a fan of yours and I listen to all your episodes. So I'm the same person listening to your multiple or same episode I'm listening to will also considered as a download. So that's why I say download is a beautiful thing. Right now, it's in the nascent stage. Unique listeners, average consumption, these are all secondary terms. Focus on your downloads when you begin your journey. All
0: right. So thank you for that, you know, rapid fire of explaining industry terms. But I think this is really important because especially... When you're a new uh, podcaster, when you're just starting out or when you're speaking to others who may be interested in the space, we just throw out a lot of terms and then it can overwhelm a person. We just, you know, Neeti has just broken this down for you. Now, Neeti, finally moving on, I have another question for you, which is what are some you know ways that people can stay consistent because podcasting is not easy I know you've already given a great one is to batch record are there something else that you can share with us on being consistent with podcasting yes
1: as I mentioned batch recording batch editing is number one it always and always helps you to be on track beyond that please schedule all your activities just it's just like any other task you do right from you know when you used to study for your MBA exam or something like that it's just the same you plan it out for yourself like say overall right from a research to a launch I may take eight hours per episode right so for uh, two episodes it'll be 16 hours so you divide your 16 hours and I probably would like to do that in one week right? So you divide your 16 hours accordingly. Okay. And that's why you batch record. Batch record means that you choose one day. For example, every Thursday, I want to record podcast episodes instead of doing one, I'll try and do two. Then increase your level. You try and may try and I have seen my clients doing that. They started with one episode per day. Now they easily do three episodes a day while it drains a lot of energy out of you. But they just do it because it becomes easier. And then when you batch record it, and please always be a month in advance when it comes to your recording special, which automatically means your research is also in advance, unless it's a time-sensitive content piece. Because in that case, you cannot record in advance. Because, for example, if someone is giving information about creator's economy, or someone, you know, wraps up a week for you in terms of content, in terms of books, in terms of launches, in terms of advertisements and all, then it has to be a weekly thing. Then you can't batch record it.
0: Okay, wow. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm. it's something that I'm, you know, also struggling with, because here's the other dimension, especially if you're going to do interviews, you will need a lot of runway time to get your confirmations to not just record because Like last month, right? September, I had like at least four interviews where it changed at the last minute. The guests had to uh, cancel at the last minute. I'm not talking to the ones who tell me two, three days. I'm saying like on the day of. This is something that happens, something to prepare for. Okay. So now finally, I've done all of this, right? I have uh, one more
1: sorry i have one more tip
0: if you face
1: that i think you do that i think so is like ki there are times of course there are times when the guest will just cancel but that's why i say keep batch record helps because you already have can recordings from your previous month which you, you can still schedule so it's okay if that happens also another tip is see we have to be prepared for all the adversity these will these things will happen we are humans We'll have multiple issues to deal with in our personal life, professional life. So another thing which uh, a lot of interview-based podcasters should do, eventually start working on your solo episodes. Do not forget, you do it. Yes, I heard your solo episode just today morning. So what you have to do is that uh, you have to, because you're also an expert eventually. There's something you've built through these episodes, say 10 or 15 or 20 episodes you've done, you are doing this because you also come, you have certain amount of expertise from a particular domain, right? So people who are connected to you would be from that domain as well, because that is why they're listening to you. They're not, they don't always and always come from the guest. And it shouldn't be the case. They should come for you. Eventually, we're building a community who comes from the host. And not for the guest. That should be the ultimate goal of every podcast host. And if that happens, then I suggest what you need to do is start recording some solo episodes. It'll help you grow your brand as well. It'll ease the pressure of of always having recorded episodes with guests as well. It's a multi-purpose thing according
0: to me. Yeah. No, great, great advice. I think that's a great recommendation for anyone. But okay, so now I've created this podcast, I've released it. Do you have, like, if you can share your top two growth, like, how do I grow my podcast? I know one, number one, you already shared, have a WhatsApp list that, and, you know, distribute it, broadcast it. What is another tip that you could share with our audience to grow the podcast? I've released it, I'm doing it, I'm showing up, I have this monthly content that's coming out how do i grow it like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show okay
1: another simple tip which i'm going to tell you is that uh, of course as you mentioned you've figured out your social media you've figured out all the platforms you've already reached to your uh, friends and family and you've used your guests reach as well to grow but now there are very small basic things which you can do for example please fill the form there's an apple form which is for creators and podcasters which can help you get featured on the apple podcast app very small thing to do and it's free nobody this is nothing you just have to be uh, smart enough when you're putting content over there you have to articulate your podcast beautifully you have to write interesting things about your podcast in then one particular form who knows maybe your podcast gets featured there so these are few things then maybe reaching out to uh, these people if you have access to those people if you're not then find ways to get access to those people. The only thing that will work for a podcast because there's no proper SEO in place is to get featured on any of the audio apps or all of the audio apps on their first page in some way or the other. Top ranking will take time. Ranking is something which works on their algorithm. Every platform has their own algorithm on the basis of which they will rank your podcast Or your episode also. It's on the number of listens as compared to other and everything is there. But there are so many other ways. For example, they all have top business podcasts you should listen to. Binge-worthy content. They create a list of binge-worthy content. Books, podcasts you cannot avoid. Sometimes they create those kind of lists. For example, if there are festivals, there's a festive season special podcast. Just try and see if you're able to feature anywhere. Because once you're there, you are seen, you're
0: visible, new listeners will join.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Okay, great tip. Awesome. I'm going to try everything that you shared as well. With that, I want to now come to your life. Share with us a day in your life. What does a day in the life of the odd story founder, podcast producer look like?
1: Okay, so since... It's a very demanding job when it comes to content creation because as I mentioned, we start from uh, whenever we get a client on board, be it a brand or a creator, we start from ideation to conceptualization to help you build that podcast in terms of content, then help you record. If it's an audio, then giving you the audio setup. If it's a video, then providing the setup, then edit and then help you launch. Which means I am talking to at least two to three three new people every day and I have to and have to give ideas to them so that they understand the, uh, the entire system, podcast system and the amazing categories they can select from. Just as we discussed, there are various formats of a show. Need not to be only an inspirational interview base. If you think that you can weave your brand in a storytelling podcast, there's multiple ways we can work together. So since that's a very, very important factor uh, for me on a daily basis, I have a particular routine in place that is like I get up, I go for a walk. I try to work out for at least 30 minutes. After that 30 minutes walk, I meditate for 20 minutes because that calms me down. And it still happens in my meditation. There are multiple tasks that come in my head. I still have to do this. I have to do that. I didn't do that yesterday. It was there on my task list. But yes, you try, but you that it still calms you down. Then I have my breakfast. I shower and I sit for my work. The first thing I do is I create a to-do list. I wouldn't say that I am, a, I need your support probably there to make sure that my uh, to-do list is productive and is brilliant enough. But my to-do list have top three tasks which I have to and have to finish that I follow that 80-20 rule at least, which it says that, you know, this will take only 20% of my time, but the brilliant after effects will be brilliant. It'll be 80%. And content creation for me comes in those top three tasks as well, because it is very important. People are reaching out to me through my content uh, creation platforms like Instagram or LinkedIn. So, that plays a very important role. So I write those three top three things, which I cannot and absolutely cannot avoid. Then I just schedule my meetings accordingly. And um, I take breaks in between. I enjoy being a solopreneur uh, right now, though I have a community of people who work with me, but I work individually with two to three interns max. I enjoy like, Anytime if I feel like that, you know, I don't want to work from home. I want to work from a cafe today or a co-working space today. I just pack my bag and I just go. So that's something which I love. And there's one thing which I do. You have to validate if it is good or not. Every day, I keep one small thing for myself, which puts me through the day. For it's nothing huge. It's, you know, I'll just make my favorite salad for dinner. That's a great thing. I I would totally say you should go for it. You should do it. Or some days, you know, when I can cheat and I can have sugar, then say, okay, today, you know, I'll order my favorite ice cream. If I finish these things, whatever I've listed. And weekend activity, again, very important. I try and plan my weekends as well, along with my week. Because that also pushes me forward. That tells me like, if this much amount of work, I'm able to push, I'm able to do, give my 100% to, uh, again, I cheat. I'll be honest, I cheat. I am not able to finish all my tasks 100%, but that's okay. I give myself that much amount of leeway that it's fine. There's another day coming tomorrow. You can do that. But say 70% of what I've planned, if I finish that, then, you know, there's a party with friends, chilling out with friends or just going out for a movie or stuff like that I plan my weekends as well then I feel happy that it's a
0: well-deserved break. yeah I like how you structure your day so I mean my favorite thing uh, is to look at how everybody else spends their day and with that I just have one question that for our audience to connect with you uh, what's the best way to connect is it via email or on your social media or both both actually. You can DM me on Instagram or
1: LinkedIn. These are the only two platforms I am active on. All of the other platforms are almost dead and my interns work on them and not me. Beyond that, there's an email address which is hello at oddstory.com. You can use that and you can reach out to me. But Savita, before we close, I want to know because I genuinely heard a brilliant episode of yours which is about deep work. So I need to understand how do you plan your day?
0: Gosh, so my days are very, uh, it can be very dynamic, but mostly I, I really have my team days, I call them. So there's a specific days that I'm coaching. For example, Thursdays, Fridays, I'm coaching. Sometimes Tuesday, late evening, I'm coaching. Depends on if I'm working with international clients, it's usually uh, a late working. So I'm very, very clear because coaching days take the most energy out of me and I really don't have the mind space to kind of, you know, do anything else. That's one. I love to do deep work. That means those four hours or three hours, I actually have a specific focus music that I use. I put it on YouTube. It's Rob Dial Jr.'s focus music. You can just go on YouTube. I put that on. I personally have a tendency to do research. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go down the Instagram rabbit hole and you know just get lost and then I forget uh what I'm focusing on so primarily it's that Mondays I keep it more uh open and free to do my you know posting for my podcast my social media distribution content creation and Wednesday is when my Wednesday afternoon is where I work with the hen community to I manage their learning uh, and events so You know, Wednesday is more for meetings, team conversations, talk to other people, Uh, sometimes the podcast interviews. Now I'm trying to do podcast interviews as well, mostly on Mondays. But all of this is uh, secondary to my most primary activity, which is as a mom. Uh, I have my kids schedule in there as well. So some days I am like I have to go and drop off my kid. I'm driver duty on. So it is. uh, But I personally feel very unproductive all type say that I guess if I'm not doing at least two three deep work hours in a week and um, I can I can put a lot of things on my to-do list not do a lot and just do only my coaching but when I sit down for my deep work I finish and I'm just shocked that I can do so much more and Uh, The thing that I'm very, that's sacred is uh, the coaching days. So those days, I really don't do anything else.
1: I connect with you on that because those are like those hours. So as in for now, I do not have a fixed schedule for that. But yes, uh, Thursdays, we don't do it. And Mondays, I avoid because Mondays are majorly crazy. And Thursdays are basically team meetings for me. So we do it like on Tuesday, Wednesday or Friday's. And we can also till Saturday is fine if the client wants to do it. But yes, that's the most productive and the amazing, amazing hour of my day or whenever I'm doing. It's like the most beautiful time for me. Those days I feel, even if I do like one hour of a call, but I feel productive enough because there's so much I've uh, spoken about. There's so much we've worked together and we're coming closer to the project. We're literally planning off. So I agree on those days. Like those days are brilliant.
0: All right. So with that, you've been so, you've given so much value in this conversation, neeti And I think, I mean, everybody, to those who are listening in, if you want to start a podcast, you feel you need that help. You don't want to, I would not recommend, especially in the first few months, one, two, three months, work with the experts. They'll get you started. They'll ease the path for you. And after that, if you feel like, look, I can handle this, then sure. But I would highly recommend Odd Story. Work with Neeti. She gives value very freely. Is not all about keeping all the knowledge to herself. And um, so thank you for today's interview as well. Feels like you've done a workshop for our audience and a masterclass. And um, thank you so much for being here today, Neeti. And all the best. Also, only in one episode of Deep Work. Please,
1: people, if you've not heard her solo it's i think episode 63 or 64 please put that also in the show notes it's my recommendation you guys need to listen to that episode because i just heard that op- episode today morning and i already knew that i'll start at 12:30 because it was a late day for me today but from 12:30 to 4:30 is my deep work time and we've just had that one hour conversation
0: yeah thank you so much and um, i will look forward to You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success.